Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Seems like there's been a greater emphasis on mental health in the wider culture over the last few years. As Christians, of course, we believe in divine healing. You've done a podcast on that topic, actually. And we certainly believe that God can heal mental health problems as well. Considering this, how should Christians approach mental health and mental health treatment? Is it okay for a Christian to seek therapy for mental or emotional problems? And what about uh, psychotropic drugs? What kind of guidelines would you offer for Christians to follow on these questions? Yes, it is appropriate for Christians to seek assistance for mental health. So let me discuss this. Um, Mental health is a complex subject. I'm not a professional. I will say we have many professional apostolic United Pentecostal counselors uh, for our credential ministers and their families. We have points of refuge dot uh, com. And uh, we also have a network of counselors uh, as an endorsed organization of the UPCI called the Center uh, for Apostolic Counseling, where people can uh, can get uh, a United Pentecostal or apostolic person who is a professional licensed counselor. And uh, they can seek help. So we have to understand that some problems are are caused physically. So physical issues can, for example, a brain tumor can affect a person's personality and their judgment. Now, we always believe in divine healing. So whether somebody has cancer or heart trouble or anything else, we pray, we ask God to heal. Uh, We don't believe it's wrong to seek medical attention because the way I look at it, all healing ultimately comes from God. So even if we go to, let's say we have cancer, we pray, God heals us, problem solved. But let's say God doesn't heal us. So we go to a doctor, the doctor uh, does surgery, removes the cancer. Well, still, we're depending on the body to heal itself. The surgeon doesn't actually heal the body. The, the, the surgeon takes away the foreign element or the dysfunctional element. But we're still depending on the body to heal itself and to recover. And that healing is a design of the body that comes from the creator, which is God. So even in the case of surgery, we're praying for God to heal. And we're expecting the human body as created by God to get back on track and heal itself and for God to assist. And we pray for God to assist the surgeon. So I use that example to say we understand that uh, physical healing comes from God. But it's not wrong to seek physicians or medication in order to aid the process of the body healing itself. Well, let's take the next example. Let's say someone has a mental illness. You go to the doctor, you find out it's caused by a brain tumor. The surgeon takes out the brain tumor and the person is healed. So yes, God could heal directly through a miracle, which sometimes he does. But if he doesn't, would it be wrong to get treatment for that mental illness? Of course not. Now, some mental illnesses are not so clear-cut. Some, it may be a chemical imbalance in the brain, or we're not exactly sure what, but but medication or certain um, physical 
remedies can help. So I, when I was a pastor, I worked with people who had bipolar disorder, people who had schizophrenia. I saw them baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, people with autism, uh, some uh, Asperger's or, or on the spectrum where they could communicate, some who couldn't communicate. And we found that medication often helps. So lithium, for example, it seems maybe it restores a chemical balance in the brain. So someone who has bipolar disorder can take lithium and function normally. But then sometimes they would say, well, I feel so good. I think I'm healed. I threw away my medication. And then the next week they crashed. And so I would tell them, look, if you feel God's healed you, go to the doctor and get it confirmed. And maybe if you're on medication, get a plan of weaning off of it so that you can, because even if you are healed, sometimes your body is used to certain medication and just taking yourself completely off of that can cause problems. And so still work with your doctor to verify the healing and or to have a plan of weaning off any medication you no longer need. So that's another example of a mental illness that's highly treatable. Of course, there are other mental illnesses that seem to be totally psychological in nature, but even then going to a doctor can help eliminate physical causes. Or in some cases, the doctor can help you regulate it. So someone's suffering from severe depression. Now, I don't ultimately think that medication is going to be the answer, and I certainly don't advocate just going and getting prescription pills for whenever you don't feel good and whatever. But sometimes if a person is so dysfunctional, can't function normally, a medical doctor can give them appropriate meditation to get themselves back in balance. So then they're able to benefit from the cognitive therapy, that is the counseling and the spiritual uh, counseling that they ultimately need. But sometimes they're so distraught and so mixed up and so confused that you can't even hardly have pastoral counseling because of their situation. And so sometimes a medical treatment can be a temporary bridge to get their life in order where they can profit from biblical teaching and biblical counseling. Now, even then, I say we pray throughout the process because God can deliver. So I believe there's a role for a medical doctor. I believe there's a role for a professional counselor, ideally apostolic, or at least someone who is Bible-based or fully respects biblical values. And of course, there's always a need for a pastor. Uh, As a pastor, what I did as our church grew, at first our church was small, I developed relationships with counselors in the area that I talked to them and made sure they would respect our values. But then as the church grew, we were able to get professional trained counselors within the church, and then I would partner with them. Uh, I would usually provide the initial pastoral biblical-based counseling. And if it's an ongoing situation of relationship issues or child abuse, a lot of times people have severe emotional problems because of a past life of abuse. And most pastors, while we can pray for them, we can share biblical um, teachings, we can share our pastoral experience, we don't have the time or the expertise to invest in helping them unravel the severe abuse. And so that's where a trained counselor in these issues can help them. Uh, what I call cognitive therapy, which is a secular term, but that's very compatible with using the Bible 
and in partnership with the pastor. I would get permission from the person that the counselor would share uh, relevant information to me, not all the details, but share the progress so we could work together to help the person in a holistic way. Um, and I, so I found, I found many people profited from that. Uh, so I do believe there is a role for a medical doctor in certain cases. I do believe there's a role for a, a biblically based um, counselor with cognitive therapy. Uh, not all the uh, psychoanalysis and Freudian psychology that is some, sometimes associated with that. And then, of course, there is a role for the pastor. Now, some things are primarily caused by sin in people's life. And maybe they're depressed or emotionally distraught because they persist in sinful behaviors. And so no amount of medication or therapy is really going to address that until they address the root cause. So there's always going to be a need for preaching, teaching, pastoral guidance and counseling, dealing with sin. There's also the reality of dem demonic oppression and possession, which you, you need the discerning of spirits. But sometimes the devil needs to be cast out. And so I've personally, uh, on the one hand, I've dealt with people with real mental illnesses. I've also dealt with people who, who had real spiritual strongholds or oppression or even demonic possession. So that's where you need a multi-pronged holistic approach um, with an apostolic church, a spirit-filled church, and the power of the Holy Ghost, many things will be taken care of by apostolic preaching, apostolic teaching, um, pastoral guidance, prayer. But there is a place for trained professionals to help with specific problems. So if someone is struggling mentally and emotionally, I think they should talk to their pastor. But there are certain cases where, yes, I would recommend going to a medical doctor, uh, a psychiatrist who is actually a medical doctor, um, and or there may be a role for professional counseling to assist them with life issues and life problems. And I would say overall, it all has to be saturated with prayer. And I believe that sometimes God gives an answer instantaneously, miraculously, I've personally dealt with people who were suicidal or who were in a mental hospital. God delivered them from suicide. Uh, God delivered them from severe depression. I have many testimonies in my newest book, Reaching Austin, uh, people who were healed of mental illnesses or delivered from serious mental conditions. So I absolutely believe in that. But just as I would say with physical healing, we pray first, foremost, and always for God to heal. But if there's an ongoing issue, it's not wrong to seek professional help. And in fact, uh, a, a professional, uh, a doctor or professional counselor may be a good partner along with the pastor to deal with the total needs of the person. And we might wonder, why is it always so clear cut? And we don't always know the answer, but we, we're a member of the fallen human race. So we do have... Um, illnesses and diseases that weren't God's original intention. And so if you've got some kind of a condition, it, it has to be addressed. And, and also because of whether it's people's sin or the, their, the family they were raised in, there may be various components. And while there might be a definite issue of sin, which there needs to be repent, repentance and deliverance, that life can have altered the can it can have altered the person physically mentally uh, there's a lot we don't know about the brain but it seems like even the brain can be 
wired in a dysfunctional way. Repeated sin, let's say drug addiction, can actually alter the brain. So even though we can say the cause of sin, the cure has to involve something changing in the brain, whether God heals them miraculously or whether they go through a process of medication or surgery or retraining to actually change the structure of the brain that's been affected by the sin or the abuse. And so it is a complicated subject, but I do believe that uh, God is giving us answers. And if we'll trust the Lord, I think he will lead us. And as I've said, I have many examples that I could give and that I have written uh, of God's delivering power. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.